Hello, YouTube. Be sure and hit that like and subscribe button, notification bell, so that when we have a new video that comes out, you'll be the first to get a hold of it. Here's a painting I've been working on. Uh, this is Cane Creek. It runs right in front of my property. And uh, this is down the road about a half mile from the property, I guess. I painted two or three of this particular scene. And this is the latest. I've been doing some touch-up work on it. So we're going to talk about an important subject today. Did you know that in the Bible... We can find the first law of thermodynamics. I'm going to show it to you. Now, I hope you know what the first law of thermodynamics is. I suppose if you went to public school, you don't. If you were homeschooled, then you probably do. The first law of th thermodynamics is the most basic of all the laws of physics. And you can't think physically without understanding this first law of thermodynamics in the second but uh, the first is found right here and I hadn't even noticed it till this past week I was doing a study on faith and I was in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 and I said wow that's the first law of thermodynamics 2,000 years ago when God had this inspired he knew how he put the universe together he knew how everything was made and so he expressed it here in words that translated into any language, you'd understand what's being said. Here it is. Through, first of all, let me tell you what the, the first law of thermodynamics is. Now, I, I looked it up online. I know what it is, but I looked it up so I could get the exact definition. And here's what it says, quote, This vast system is universally subject to the first law of thermodynamics called the law of conservation of energy. That is, quote, definition, the total amount of energy and matter in the universe remains constant and can neither be created nor destroyed, only converted from one form to another. In other words, if you could put a quantity on the total amount of energy and, and matter, uh, they call it energy, whether it's matter or not. It's converted from one form to another. They take the total amount of energy, everything that exists that can be seen, that can be touched, that can be handled in the universe. There is no increase in that amount. There is nothing within the system that can increase the amount of energy and mass. mass. In other words, there's no creation mechanism found in physics there, there's no way to manipulate it and make more of the same. The, the quantity that's there is the quantity that's there. Now, the second law of thermodynamics says that it's all running down, cooling off, slowing down, and that uh, some 
uh, 10, 12 billion years out, uh, it's all going to stop. But <laughs> I, won't be, I won't be around. God will kick the thing again back into motion before that happens. Now, that first law of thermodynamics, different conclusions can be derived from that. Number one, there's this old saying, either something came from nothing or something's eternal. Now, I don't care who you are, one of those is true. Either something came from nothing. So the vast something of the system that we know, either there was a time when it was like a blank canvas. Do I have a blank canvas? Hand me a blank canvas right there. All right. There was a time when there was nothing, not even a blank canvas, by the way, not even a black spot, not even a void, no dimension, no time, no space, nothing existed. In fact, nothing, nothing, nothing of nothing existed. Now, out of that comes something. Where did it come from? Where did all the matter and the energy come from? There's nothing within the laws of physics that can account for it coming from itself. In other words, it can't be self-created. The second law of thermodynamics says that it's all running down, cooling off. That means that there's a time frame for it. It had a beginning, and it'll have an end. So if something is eternal, it can't be the universe. It can't be time, time energy, and math, and space. It can't be that. Something outside the system, and here's what it also read. It said mass can transition into energy and energy into ma mass, but neither can be produced from inside the system. And then it says the law reveals that a tremendous power and resource had to come first from without the system and be the cause of it all. So when there's nothing and one day there's something, that something cannot create itself. That something was created from a force. In this case, that force is me from without, and it's made. So God is the only explanation. There has to be a personality, a force that's bigger than, more powerful than, more expansive than, older than the universe. All the mass that's in the universe has to come from within God has to come from within that first cause. All right, here it is in the book of Hebrews. Here's where he says, he said, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. In other words, there's nothing that it could come from that we could see or touch or handle. The origin of all that we see is from without the system itself. Through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God, so things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. The creator of the universe is invisible, not part of the universe, is outside of the universe and yet has the ability to speak into existence 
all of that mass, all of that energy, all that sunlight, beauty, everything that we know, our bodies, our minds, our souls, our spirits, from without the system, what else would you call that first mover, that prime cause, that cause of all causes? It has to be a personality because I have personality, and personality cannot come out of matter. It's got to come from personality. I have love. It has to come from one who loves. So that's it in the, in the Bible. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. First law of thermodynamics. Okay, I'm going to go back to painting. And God is active taking care of the universe. It's time to begin to worship him, praise him. And when I go out in nature like this, I can't help but worship him and praise him for all that he's created. All right, that's all for today. Oh, by the way, by the way, okay, one more thing, one more thing. I, if you would like more of this, longer, more detailed, in a visual format, I've got a message called, How Do We Know There's a God? It's PowerPoint, probably 35, 40 minutes long, and it, it goes into a lot of detail. How do we know there's a God? So you can go to YouTube and find that and see that if you want to get more. Okay, that's all for today. See you later.